What to say it's about that time so and yeah there we go we are live what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the geek Boutique podcast hey listen we've got a special guest this week living the dream cosplay has joined us how are you i'm fabulous how are you very good very good thanks thanks for joining us today we're gonna call you jane today because on your instagram you call yourself jane jane hustle um drag queen name is that what you said yeah, that's my that's my drag persona is Jane Hustle. Perfect. So that's what we're gonna call you today, Mr. Sure. Messiah Complex Cosplay, coming back as always. How Hello. you doing, mommy? Oh, I'm so good, so good. So it's November. It's just I just cut it in today, so it's ratty, it's shitty, and I love it. But it's, it's coming going to in get... about as thick as mine is. Yeah, mm. right. I should start. Ble- no, no, no. It's, yeah, I'm hoping by the end of the month, it's just going to be like some big gnarly thing, like I grew for Ron Burgundy. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But yes, it's been good so far. Got an event coming up soon that I'll talk about at the end of the at the end of the podcast. Because for some fucking reason, I'm always like, "Hey, I'm all done cosplaying this year." And then somebody is like, "Hey, do you want to come out and do this thing for charity?" I'm like, I, "Yes, I do, of course." But <laughs> did so you cosplay funny. right to Christmas last year? Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Goose over there. Yeah, that's right. Talk to me, Goose. Yeah, yeah, I sure did. So I keep saying, yeah, I'm done. Like everything's packed away, bro. Like I don't have anything out. Never so put it away. I have to, now I have to Never go and take put it, it away. Jokes. I'm old, dude. Let me let me rest. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. Uh, hey, uh, public service announcement. Let's do this before we get started, guys. If you are watching us on Instagram, first of all, thanks for joining us. Make sure you go check us out on YouTube. Um, the nice thing about YouTube, <laughs> a we don't have all these technical difficulties. We're in HD. The sound is much better. Uh, we can throw graphics on screen, so on and so forth. Go check us out on YouTube. The link is in my story, actually. Buck. More bang for your buck, 100%. And you know what? It helps us out. Because when you go and watch us on YouTube and you like the videos on YouTube, it helps propagate the video out to more people to come and join us. Instagram doesn't do any of that stuff. So Instagram, you're live, and that's it. So go check us out on YouTube. Give us a watch. We've got a couple watching already right now. So thanks, guys, for joining us. And uh, make sure you leave a like. Uh, Jane, first time we're on the Geek Boutique podcast. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm really happy to be here uh, so far. So far, well, you know, <laughs> we'll try to not offend and, and, you know, get canceled. But, you know, that's, oof. it's a very slight edge with this it's show. I can tell you that line. right now. It's a thin line. So Do any more charity events and you're going to lose your jerk status mess. Nah, that's impossible. <laughs> Don't worry. People that, that don't know me, that's that? fine. But anybody that spends an hour with me is automatically going to know. Pop Who said Jerry. that? Yep. Is that Michael? That, no, Haven Creatives. Uh, a good friend of mine out of, uh, I think she said a chat. No, I don't. You know what? I'm not even going to embarrass myself. Might be at a Toronto. Might be at a Chatham. I don't know where. So it's Ontario. not where I am, but it's it's close. Can't you just say Ontario? <clears throat> Ontario. Yeah. Ontario. There you Ontario. go. That works. Yeah. That works. Uh, guys, we are going to talk a little bit about House of Dragons. It's... Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because when we think of you guys out in Alberta, and this is the joke we were making with Cutie earlier, everything's Calgary for us, right? So every once in a while, I'll be like, you're from Edmonton? <laughs> no, I'm from Calgary. God damn it, I should have known. Yeah, yeah, see? see? <laughs> no one Always from go Calgary. Calgary will let you say they're from Edmonton. 
Well, but I fair think enough. people from Edmonton might be okay with being mistaken for being from Calgary. Uh, Cutie certainly isn't. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Ooh, goodness gracious me. <laughs> she gets sore about it. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is with that? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> well, in you know. my defense, my sister lives in Calgary. So it's not, that's why Calgary immediately is what leaps to mind. Also, in my defense, I'm a jerk and I like poking funny at Cutie. So that's not, <laughs> not my fault. She's a good sport. She also, knows I love her. Also. Yeah. Uh, we've got some people watching. Actually, we've got kid watching us on Facebook tonight. Absolutely crushing charity events, never enough. Thanks, kid. I'm sure uh, Jeff is not going to stop. That's for sure. Thanks for watching, man. Uh, kids also from the East End or West oh, End. Did you or... see that video that uh, Victoria? That was out? amazing. Uh, yeah, with that the was amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. Super good. So, Anyways, uh, yeah, I can't wait to us. see Kid again. Uh, we've got about... Terry joining us. Hey, there he is. Uh, Rob's also now on YouTube. Calgary for the win. Wow, someone wants to get beat up. So by Rob uh, grew up in Calgary. Um, oh, he? He's from oh, here, that. but he spent many years in Calgary before uh, then moving okay. back here. No, that's right. Um, that's so he knows Calgary very well. It's a little bit dear to his heart, even if he talks shit about it all the time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Jane, so obviously, so you're a cosplayer for everybody that doesn't know. Actually, why don't you tell a little bit about who you are, what you do? Uh, I am a locally tolerated drag queen and cosplayer. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I started cosplaying in 2018 and, uh, I think like most people, uh, Halloween was kind of a gateway into the wonderful mm-hmm. wacky world of cosplay and it's all been downhill from there. <laughs> I peaked no in 2018. Shit. No. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how uh, that works, eh? We we me and Rob have kind of the same type of story where Halloween was our thing and it became such a big big production at one point that it's like we're not we're not doing Halloween anymore. We're full out cosplayers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when we did our predators, we originally were doing them for Halloween. <laughs> You know, so yeah, I totally get uh, uh, where that's all coming from. It was, I think it was through my love of Halloween that I found mm-hmm. out about cosplay and then uh, found out we had an expo and there was this in, like incredible community of people who dressed up all year round and for no good reason at all, you know, day that ended in Y and we were going to get together and do a meetup and mm-hmm. dress up. And I was like, oh, I'm fully in on this idea. I love it. And yeah, it's just it's taken over. <laughs> it's taken over my mm. life. <laughs> yeah, see, for me, it was the opposite. It wasn't for Halloween. I've never been big into Halloween. I'm still not actually big into Halloween, which I know how stupid that sounds, being a cosplayer or whatever. But it was going to the shows. Like we had a couple of shows here in London that came up, uh, London Comic Con and Forest City Comic Con. And the first couple of those I went to, I just went my civvies. And then I saw other people that were dressed up, and some of the costumes were so cool. I'm like, I wonder if I could maybe. And then, yeah, the first time I went to a con, I remember in my costume, I felt like I was more a part of what was going on as opposed mm-hmm. to just an observer, right? Like, I felt yeah. like I was part of the events kind of thing. So, yeah. I remember feeling like a movie star on the red carpet the first time I did a right? parade in cosplay. We have the Parade of Wonders here for Calgary Expo. And, I rem- yeah, I got stopped for photos. Like, total strangers were stopping me for photos after the parade. And That's I was the just hook, like, isn't it? that's the hook right like okay (laughs) so yeah it was 
highly addictive and way too much fun. So especially, I, yeah, and I it's rough going. too, especially if one of your first things out is a hit. You know what I mean? Because like when I first did Negan, Negan was like the most popular bad guy on TV on the most popular show on TV. And I had like, everybody loves a bad boy. I had a passing resemblance. So when I put it together for the first time, I couldn't walk down the street. Like people were just like, because that character was so galvanizing. Like I was either getting love or serious hate. (laughs) And then you guys come out in your predators and you guys can't move like at all. You guys just get mobbed. Like when you get to a big event for the first time and you get something that's just like, just clicks with people of course it's a day who doesn't love that kind of endorphin rush right like photo vortex that you get stuck in and you don't actually see any of the con (laughs) yeah yeah but to know that you're you're like affecting people on an emotional level like that that you're able to give them that 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 fan experience that they can't get in any they're never going to meet jeffrey dean morgan and they're never going to meet negan they're never going to meet the predator they're never going to meet anybody that we're cosplaying but they're going to meet you and they're going to celebrate that fandom through you so it's that yeah. shared love of the fandom, I think, yeah, that of really makes our community like nothing else. It's really a team sport. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as individual as cosplay is, it's it's the community, I think, honestly, that really drew me to it. Yeah. Um, was, you know, I just, I've met some of my, one of my best friends. I met at a parade. Like, <laughs> we we were both solo at a parade, and her and I ended up walking together, and we've been attached to the hip ever since <laughs> this guy and i met at oshawa comic-con yeah a, a small and con you were as there. negan yeah i was yeah yeah I was you were negan and i was yeah, revin yeah. a small yeah. tiny little hole in the wall of a con is yeah, where yeah. i met this doofus over here it's a doofus over here yeah. i mean yeah. yeah it's it's weird the mm. the the community that you build the family that you build through something like cosplay um, yeah, stupid, right? It's ridiculous. It makes yeah. no sense, but it's so. So okay, I'm gonna go back to London Comic Con. Uh, yeah. Jamie came with us at London Comic Con. This was so Jamie helped is, is producer Jen's sister. She helped us out at London Comic Con. She handled basically the booth, the selling of all the stuff, and uh, it was her first experience at a fairly big con, and she was like, "Oh my god," like. It's like, these are my people. Like, all of a sudden, she found herself in a world where she's never really been before and realized, oh, wow, like, these are these are the people that act and feel and talk like me, right? Um, so there's something yeah. to be said about that. It, 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 just to go back to also what you were saying, Jane, earlier, it's weird what people will sometimes connect with when it comes to cosplay. Like, you'll make a cosplay that you'll think is just a throwaway cosplay, and people will lose their fucking minds. And then you'll make another cosplay, which you spend eight months building, and people will be like, yeah, yeah it's a cool, you know? So and you're like, fuck you. Do you know how much money and time I have in this? Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't always work like my, that, My right? most viral reel, uh, I'm not even in it. It's a pair of Hercules sandals, and my friend's cosplays who did Pain and Panic from Hercules... Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just the voice behind the camera and we shot it at, at Calgary Expo and it was all on the fly, but they knew the lines and I knew the lines. I was dressed up as Hades and just quickly like shot this throwaway reel and it blew up. It was crazy. So you, you, you never, never know, know what everyone's going to love. And I think that's a, that's our first tip of the night as far as cosplay do, goes is 
don't follow the trends. Don't worry about what's popular or what you think people might like. Do something that you're excited about wearing, that you're excited about making, that you're excited about having at a con. Uh, and people will pick up on that. People will see your passion and, and know that you love this character and, and you'll find those people who appreciate it. That's the drug for sure. The connections and community. Love it. Yeah, Keith, good friend of mine here in town. So we Again, worked, Keith, Keith another and I worked, guy this, that yeah, I we met worked at the same cons. place like years and years and years ago. Never crossed paths. Never. We have like a mutual friend that we both realized we worked at the same place. And now all of a sudden we're dressing up as Batman and Superman and doing charity <laughs> events. Like yeah. it's so it's so dumb. The two idiots I'm getting drunk with this weekend. That's all. That Those oh, are both cosplay friends. Here's another one. Oh, Jordan. What the hell is he doing on already? Jordan, it's only like I don't know. 13. He must be drunk wow. or something because Jordan it's usually way joins too us early super late in the cause in the uh, podcast. Oh, so. oh, yeah. oh yeah. So talk about your <laughs> what you would consider to be sort of like because I always have two different questions because I have a cosplay that I consider my most impactful, but then I have a cosplay that that's like my most favorite. Are those the same for you or are those two different things for you? Like what would you say is your favorite and what would you say has the biggest impact when you're wearing it to an event? And they could be the same, by the way. They don't have to be a freak like me, and those are two different things. But I think they are two different things, though. That's okay. I, yeah, they are um, for me. I think Flanders, my stupid, sexy Flanders, uh, was <laughs> was a big hit, and it was it was literally just something I was like, "Oh, I need to do that." That's hilarious because stupid and sexy, and especially like in my drag, especially those things are are the things that meet for me. Um, if I'm going to do sexy, it's going to be preceded by stupid. Right. Um, so stupid, sexy Flanders is a lot of fun to wear. The people who oh. really get it, get it. And I just have random people yelling at me like stupid, sexy Flanders. Yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah. so it's a lot of fun to wear out to an event. Yeah. Um, Jessica Rabbit's another one that just kind of nostalgia for me. I love embodying that character because I'm not, a super sex pot kind of person outside of cosplay. And so that's a fun one for me to embody. Um, but I think Merida uh, was probably my most impactful. That's the one I've done the most charity work in and done birthday parties with and little girls with red hair and little boys with red hair. Uh, I've had some really cool conversations with parents that just say like, isn't that cool? She's got hair just like you. And you know, that just tugs at my heartstrings. And oh, so I think that's probably the most impactful one. And that was one of my first ones that I ever oh, made. So that's nice. Right. Yeah. So what is that? Which, which one's your favorite to wear physically to wear out of, out of those or Flanders. Even those, it is Flanders. Eh? Flats, it seems no like wigs, it would be... spandex. Yeah. All right. It is the no, that's coffee cool. is, is it? I just figured with all the all the accoutre and the helmet and everything else that that would be like a big pain in your ass. But you it's know, a it's little warm, but like it's comfortable. Oh, it's, it's when I'm in Jessica Rabbit, that's probably the most uncomfortable. I'm in a really? corset and a push-up bra, uh... and I've got a wig on and so much makeup and like four-inch heels, and that's all smoke and mirrors. My body looks nothing like that outside of all of that. <laughs> It's all smoking mirrors, baby. It's all smoking mirrors. It's all we we all are you kidding me? We're in our forties. You don't think it's all smoking mirrors on this side? Come on. I've never they make shapewear for men suit. too. All right. Let me yeah, let me make I, sure you understand. They make oh, shapewear for dudes. Yeah. I'm 100%. a drag queen. I a hundred percent understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh 
Jeff, I know you you've answered this question before, and I think yours is a little bit fluid, isn't it? Like your favorite cosplay changes over time. My favorite to wear, yes. My favorite like cosplay that I have and that I've done has been the. It's always the comedian. Like there's no. Yeah. Yeah, there's not even a second place. It's it's. I got known for doing Negan, obviously, because it was so big and popular at the time. But Negan was um, the comedian. Was it's just yeah. There's a special place in my heart, even though the character is a complete piece of shit. Uh, yeah, it's and of course it's the same actor too. Like I'm not stupid. I stay in my lane, right? So, but yeah, no, the comedian for sure. As far as like favorite, like impactful, right now it's probably Batman. It's it, it's Batman, right? It's hard to. It's hard to get around that. Kids, adults, everybody knows what it is or we knows what you're doing, so they freak out. There's the dork side. Hello, Victoria. Hello. What about you, JS? I assume I I think we're okay. I think we know what's the most impactful. <laughs> yeah, for sure, by far the predators. Yeah, crazy town. Although I gotta uh, admit, man, your Doc Ock really lit people up at Fan Expo. That was on so Friday. cool. Thank that you. Really and as much attention. as it, it was, was fun to build. You it it was. Floor. Um, it's unwearable. It sucks to wear. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can't wear it more than. I think I wore it for an hour. At, yeah. It was the longest I wore it at the show. I just couldn't. It's too heavy. Yeah, it's too much. I need like a proper rig, right? There's, uh, there's another tip for for up and comer beginner cosplayers, or maybe more experienced cosplayers who are looking to make larger than life sort of builds is really before you get all flashy pay attention to your rigging a hundred percent especially if you're going to be competing because yeah. you will be wearing that thing for like two plus hours at least mm -hmm. at least and so make sure you can move in it make sure you aren't going to overheat like yeah it's it's just something to think about in that building stage right when you're building those larger than life mm -hmm. cosplays um you and know, i'm not trying to you wear it? you're only yeah. wearing it for an hour great Victoria makes a good point too. The way the way JS looks exactly like Doc Ock, you don't have to stay in your lane. Do literally anything you want. Any so, any person, any type of person you want. Flanders, Jessica to, Rabbit. You can yeah, do, yeah, you can do whatever you, you want. Yeah, uh, but for sure, a hundred, if not a thousand, people told me how much I looked like Alfred Molina that weekend. Oh, just because of the way you know. Once I've shaved my beard, once I do my hair like he does. Yeah, and the you glasses. Know, and um, um, the glasses, Bro. the glasses no, are the glasses, eh? Yeah, it was crazy. So dude. the glasses are the glasses that he wears in the first movie, right? Uh, except that they're black instead of silver, right? Right. Uh, but no, that helps was, a lot. It, it makes me look like him, crazy right? Crazy town. Yeah. So people like, were freaking yeah, out. That Doc Ock was really incredible. That's what I'm saying. I I understand the predators. Don't get me wrong, but that Doc Ock man, that really yeah. That really took people by storm. Sure. As far as my favorite cosplay, though, I think it still has to be my Revan. It's got to be Revan. I kind of figured it would be, yeah. I mean, sure. even though Revan is not a cosplay that I wear anymore, um, it was my first big build. Holds a special place in your heart. Yeah, it's my first big build. He's on a mannequin in my prop shop. Uh, he isn't going anywhere. Um, I'm probably never going to wear him again. I may redo him in the future. Uh, but right now, it's probably my favorite cosplay that I've made. Not favorite cosplay to wear because, I mean, it's hard to beat going out in The Predator. I mean, It's yeah. a showstopper. People lose oh, their minds. Sure. Yeah, yeah, lose yeah. their freaking minds. Yep. Yeah. And it's great. That, uh, that's, the, that's the best thing about, you know, 
learning a little bit of makeup skills or using prosthetics or using things like muscle suits or corsets or like all these things is you don't have to start out looking anything like this character. You don't have to be the same gender. You don't have to be the same race or skin color or, you know, it can be an alien, like a predator. You don't, cosplay has no rules. You don't need to start out looking anything like the character you want to cosplay. All you need is a love of the character. No kidding. Speaking of which, do you have anything that you're currently working on that you can let the folks at home? I know we're not in the season, but this is usually the time when people kind of start their builds or start planning out stuff. So have you got something in the works that you could share as like a little sneak peek or? Um, I have a few things in the works. I don't know if I want to. A few things. Let the cat out of the bag. Give us a hint. Give us a pace. Give us a little morsel. Something. Nothing. Don't play coy. Come on. One little tiny, tiny thing. <laughs> it's a secret. We won't tell anybody, I promise. Um, let's see. I Honestly, I just got done. I was saying to the guys before we started, um, I just got done, you know, working a pretty full summer. Right. And so I've kind of come off the summer uh, and have been focusing a bit more on my drag. So Jane Hustle's been kind of front and center for about a month here. Uh, and I'm looking at starting to build up a couple cosplays. I'm working on Laura Croft, um, oh, the anniversary edition. Perfect. I'll let that one out. There. Perfect. See? Mm. Easy. So that's, that's my OG. That's my girl. She's we'll take it. one of the first characters I ever, you know, played on a video game. Uh, I think she's badass. And um, that's one that I have been excited about that's an old 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 halloween costume that i did far before i cosplayed or knew anything about cosplay or costume making or sewing so i'd like to i'd like to do her justice and redo that one this year i think that's almost like a gateway for some for a lot of female cosplayers is that lara croft look initially because it is relatively easy to put shorts black tank some cool ass sunglasses and holsters i find a lot of yeah, beginner girl cosplayers a lot of the times are or cosplayers. It's something you female. can closet cosplay. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Right. It feels and... like it's a gateway for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's cool. Now we got we met you of course in Toronto for Fan Expo, yes. and you were there as a guest, uh, one of the guest spots in the cosplay area near us where we had our big community booth. Is that your intention again to come back if you're invited or what have you? Come back to truck because I know you're out west. You're out in Calgary. We already talked about that. Is that, again, something that you want to re-experience? Or now that you've done it, you're cool, you'll stick to the Western events. What's your plan for the upcoming con season, I guess? Um, I would love to uh, guest at some more cons. There's nothing more I love in the world at a convention than being able to talk to people and, you know, put on panels and share the knowledge I've accrued over the years from other cosplayers who have come before me uh, with the next uh, generation and group of cosplayers. So that's something I'm really passionate about that I really enjoy doing. So of course I'm open to call me. Um, anyone who wants to have me guest at their convention, I would love to come back out East. Uh, you guys are amazing. The, the fans there were just incredible. Um, such a rad community of people out there. I'm actually going back out to Toronto, uh, in, oh gosh, a week two weeks. in a little bit yeah it's le- i think it's less than two weeks now i'm headed back out there nine oh, days the big photo shoot with cosplay alliance yeah yeah 10 yeah. days yeah very cool very cool yeah yeah so um, so that is going to be the weekend of the 20th is it not yes actually it is be... on the 20th i believe 
No, on the 19th? It's on the 19th. The Saturday, on the 19th. Right? Saturday the 19th. Correct. Yeah. Uh, We're going to be down in the distillery district in mm-hmm. Toronto uh, doing cosplay meetup that is going to be Movember themed. So Movember make it cosplay. So uh, all cosplays are welcome. We just ask that you bring a mustache. I wish I could go. I'd bring Ron Burgundy with me, but uh, unfortunately I've got, I've got that weekend is packed with stuff, so I cannot make it, but I will be there in spirit for sure. Me and my mustache. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to have some really hilarious photos. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, that should be good. We're going to try to get there. We're going to try to at least. Yeah, I would love to. Either me or Rob will try. If not, both of us will try to make it down there. Um, Whether we dress up or whether we come equipped to film and take pictures or I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. Um, We were talking before the show a little bit about cosplay judging mm-hmm. uh you've been a cosplay judge once uh you're now director hang on <laughs> hang on director sorry cosplay competition director for game con canada yes. so why don't you actually first of all tell us what that means what what does a cosplay competition director do for game con canada uh it's really just a fancy way of saying i'm the cosplay uh advisor i'm the cosplay organizer uh so i'm going to be uh or i am organizing the cosplay competition with GameCon canada uh it's going to happen here in, in june mm-hmm. 2023 here in calgary at the bmo center and so we have a massive uh a massive prize pool i'm so excited to announce uh i think actually our prize pool might be up on the website now for those of you that who are keen to see what kind of stuff we got going on. Uh, so it's up on their website uh, and we're taking applications now for the first round of uh, cosplayers in our novice journeyman and masters categories. I'm trying to pull up <laughs> the website now. Uh, you give me a second here. Uh, I can quickly say we have uh over $10,000 in cash prizes. Wow, really? Holy cow, okay. And there we go. Best in show is $2,000. Best video game cosplay is $1,400. Best tabletop game cosplay is $1,400. Best masters is $1,500. Plus a complimentary to all access to game for the next year, 2024. Uh, second and third place, that's 30, I won't go through the whole list, but huh. <laughs> yeah, we've got some, some really cool stuff going on with them. So I'm really excited to get involved with that. So, yeah. so how do you become a cosplay contest, a cosplay competition director with an organization like GameCon? Like, how does yes. that happen? Uh, so my background is actually in event planning and... Ah. Uh, that's kind of the grown-up thing that I used to do for a living. Uh, and my name got passed along um, through the community to the organizers of GameCon, and they reached out to me. So it really is um, thanks to the cosplay community at large for, you know, hooking me up with the opportunity and connecting me with the right people. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, producer Jen over here. Has now joined us on YouTube. She wants to hear about the drag, <laughs> how you got started in drag. Um, I want to hear that story too. So does Rob. 
Rob is saying, I'm curious about that topic too. However, Rob is saying it's a district dedicated to alcohol will be there as in it's the story <laughs> district. If you've never been, so, it's a good time, but definitely prep your liver because. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently we're going to be there. Uh, before we get into the whole drag thing, guys, I want to talk about Game of Thrones, uh, not Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones, uh, but House of the Dragon. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about House of the Dragon on the show at all. Uh, we talked about it a little bit after like the first or second episode. Uh, but now the season is over. Um, what a season. Holy crap. Like they shocked me. They made me angry. They I had all sorts of crazy emotions in the show. What did you guys think? Like, first of all, I, so I, I know Jeff, you were a little bit of a, of a game of Thrones fan already. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhat. I think if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. I, big, big. Yeah. Huge. You, I got, I read the books. I have compendiums. I have the World of Ice and Fire. I've read the Dunkin' Eggs novellas. <laughs> like, I'm very, very, very big. All pre-even Game of Thrones show. Like, I was very, very big into the world already. So, yeah, the, all of this is... is it, Now, the only problem with it is, is I already know most of what's going to happen because it's based on two different works. So, yeah, I won't... I won't <laughs> I won't spoil what's to come, but yeah, we can obviously talk about what happened on the show. It's been a few weeks now since the finale came out, so yeah, I don't know any of it. Yeah, no, that's okay. I never even watched the show. No, right? Yeah. So, what about you? Have you like were you a Game of Thrones fan? Um, I hadn't read the books, and I haven't read the books yet. Um, and I I hopped on the Game of Thrones train long after I think it had started, and everyone was jonesing for the next season. Um, so I was able to just binge watch it, which is honestly how I enjoy watching TV. I, I'm, I have no patience, so I want to see the next one right away. I, I can't watch a series that hasn't come out completely yet. Uh, I, I'm really spoiled with streaming services now and I'm never going back. (laughs) It's crazy. Back in the day, we'd have to watch 26 episodes week after week. And you had to literally wait 26 weeks to see the finale. Yeah. Now you can watch yeah. it all in a week, all in a weekend if you want. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, well, that's what I did with uh, with House of the Dragon was you guys mentioned you wanted to chat about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't I haven't sat down and done that yet. And so I did. I sat down and I binged the whole season. and It was amazing. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it was definitely an emotional roller coaster. It's funny, JS, that your reaction to everything it's it, it is very Game of Thrones, but you've never watched Game of Thrones. But Game of Thrones is the same way. No. And the books are the same way too. It takes you on. Yeah. It's not a classic tale of good and evil. It's not the hero's journey. No, like a lot of things are. It's everybody's shades of gray. There's no like purely good and purely bad people in it. Even though they've clearly geared you towards rooting for one particular side over another, Team Black all the way. Fuck Team Green. But I'm just saying, like you don't Agreed. have. Well, they've clearly set it up that way so far. Like, I'm For sure. sure. They may try to guide dude, us back. Dude, Matt Smith is the first name in the oh, cast. Dude, I, are you... Oh, by the way, I don't, have you guys seen this where because Matt Smith is portraying Damon Targaryen that they've got now Matt Damon Targaryen they've, they've, they've superimposed <laughs> Matt Damon's face <laughs> over Matt Smith's. That's hilarious. It's my new favorite meme. I love it so much. Anyway, sorry. I don't mean to digress, but yeah, yeah. Matt Damon Targaryen. It's great. <clears throat> yeah, scary. it's a journey like like a, like a, like Game of Thrones was. Like it's not like every time you expect it to zig, it'll zag on you. And once you sort of get used to the fact that a nobody's safe, like there's obviously going to be some plot armor characters, but I mean any side character is up for grabs. 
and then I mentioned to people before too, this one is easier to follow because it's not dozens of storylines through seven different kingdoms through 30 different 40 different families it's really just these two key sides right and the and people I'm, that choose i'm sure it was easier for you to follow as you were like really familiar with the character oh, sure. and, yeah, yeah. and the plot but i mean like yeah. my ears started burning because it's been a few years since i watched the last episode of game of thrones but like they're talking about westeros they're talking about the red keep they're talking about you know um the starks and you know, the like, Starks and the Lannisters. Yeah, Lannisters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, I remember yeah. them. I know those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Um, I just, I think they did such a great job of making these complex characters, and props to the actors and the oh, for the, sure, the cast. The acting in this incredible. show is wow. Patty yeah, Constantine. Can we take a second and talk about Patty Constantine as King Viserys? That dude's a comedic actor. That's all he's really ever done is comedies. Like he was in Hot Fuzz and like all these different little comedic roles, like supporting comedic roles. And then he comes in here and just murders everybody with this amazing dramatic report, uh, portrayal. Oh my God. If he doesn't I, get an Emmy, we riot. There's no fucking way that guy does not get an Emmy for that role. I was never taken out. You know, sometimes you see a scene or, or maybe an actor isn't quite as believable as you'd like them to be or the writing just kind of takes you out of it. I was fully immersed, fully in the fantasy. Like, I never I never had to pause and go, oh, yeah, this right. is a TV show. Yeah. I was completely into it. It was so great. If you it's funny you say that because the other show that we're not going to name, that's exactly what's happening to me, right? I'm constantly having to pause myself and tell myself, it's not Lord of the Rings. It's not Lord of the Rings. It's not Lord of the Rings. You you're not watching Lord of the Rings. Stop. You hate it. You're not. I hated it. I stopped watching it. I couldn't finish it. Anyway. That's okay. uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about that. We are not. <laughs> House of the Dragon. Um, House of the Dragon, I will say this. I loved it. Um, I can only imagine if you're saying that this is a much more... If it's a much easier story to follow than game of thrones was i can only imagine how fucked game of thrones yeah. was um there were a couple scenes in this series in this season that i was like that's a little much but there's a couple times i told myself oh like what the oh, fuck oh my sweet summer child oh, yeah you've got I, listen seen nothing yet <laughs> i'm sure but there was a couple times i caught myself doing that um well that's hbo Right, it, they've it's always HBO. Been fair enough. boundaries. Fair also, enough. in their defense, in their defense, like um, I watched the, well, I, wa I partially watched the girl with the dragon tattoo, and I understand mm -hmm. that's based off a book as well. But the scene where the assault happens in that movie, mm -hmm. I turned it off at that point because yeah, it I can was imagine. So it's, yeah, of course, it was so graphic and so terrible, and I think they could have just. Whoever made that choice obviously has made it for a reason, but they could have shut the door and implied what happened and everybody would have got it. We would have known what happened, but the fact that they felt the need to push that and show it, I was like, I don't know if that's necessary. And in House of the Dragon, in their defense, I don't feel it's, it's gross. <laughs> it's weird. Also, in historical accuracy, a lot of people married within the family. That's how it was done. Um, and 
I think cinematically they didn't take it past a point where it was really uncomfortable to watch for me. Mm-hmm. I I had a couple scenes like that. A couple scenes where where they were uncomfortable to watch, where it's like, do we really, do we really like? Can can they just cut it off now? Like we know, we get it, right? Like why does this keep on going, right? Now, like Jeff says, it's HBO. HBO likes to push the boundaries, so I get it. Uh, and it doesn't negate the fact that I still think it was an amazing show. Don't get me wrong. Like those things didn't turn me off from the show, which is maybe the problem I have. No, show. I think sometimes the shock is the message, though. It is. It's You're not right. Made clear enough in certain situations, like even the mm-hmm. scene you're talking about, the girl with the dragon tattoo. I think sometimes it's there to demonstrate to you how awful it can be. Like people have experienced this in real life, and it's important that you know what happens when this happens. Like you can't. We can yeah, shut the door, and you can imagine right. it. But sometimes it, the medium is the message, and and it's important that people I have really to want you to feel sick to your stomach. You have to. If you yeah, don't, yeah. you're then yeah. It's it's almost like a litmus test to how what of a piece of shit kind of human you are. <laughs> are you like a good person or not so good person? But yeah, <laughs> HBO has been doing this for years. But I I do remember distinctly watching Game of Thrones when it was coming out with a person that had no prior knowledge of anything, hadn't read the books, had no, and I would have to spend upwards of an hour after each episode just annotating everything that had happened, especially for the first four or five seasons that followed the books really, really closely. Because then I'd be like, yeah, because I remember seeing a YouTube video of someone that had watched it like with their wife and their wife had had to put nicknames on all the guys so they knew who everybody was (laughs) because they couldn't keep track of all the different families and all the different names. So it was like, Beardy bald guy and like weird. You know the names are like hard to follow, thing, like right? especially in House of Dragon. Like, holy cow, the names are so. I don't even understand what they're saying. Like, how am I supposed to remember the name when I can't even make out the what, like oh, the sound the Targary- that they're the making? Targaryen names are tough. Yeah. Oh, sure. dude, it and was you, ridiculous. you get some that are really close to sounding to each other as well. Uh huh. So, or it's just a re- like Amond is just Damon with the D on the back kind of thing. You know what I mean? So there's like, yeah, 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 for sure. And he's made those names specifically weird in that style because like because they came from a completely different land, right? That's that's mm-hmm. the whole Targaryen thing is they ain't right. from here. They just came here with dragons and took over, but they're not from here. So they're supposed to be exotic with the purple eyes and the long white hair and the crazy sounding names. That's all part and that's on purpose, right? Now so, they're extinct basically, right? Other than for mm-hmm. what's your name? Yeah, the Targaryens in Game of Thrones, they're extinct. There's only what's-her-face left. Daenerys? Oh, you, in, on Game of Thrones itself. Well, yes. spoiler alert. Jon Snow's sort of Targaryen. Oh, is he really? Oh, okay. They're related. Yeah. Ah, well, go figure. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. And then the, the, the maester that was at Castle Black, uh, Maester Aemond, he was also... Uh, he was a Targaryen. Big spoilers for If you haven't watched all Game of Thrones, by the way. So when when Daenerys is talking about being the granddaughter of King Aegon, she's not talking about Aegon as Rhaenyra's brother. The no. different Aegon. No. Too too far back. We're 140 years pre-Daenerys. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Should all go by their initials. <laughs> that would be even harder. So, so as you're watching House of the Dragon, especially uh, towards the end, JS, when when he's talking to Alicent and he's saying that Aegon Targaryen will be the one is the Song of Ice and Fire and the Prince that was promised, like he's telling Alicent what the the prophecy is, 
and she assumes that he's talking about her Aegon. But it's not. She's talking about he's talking about Jon Snow because Jon Snow's true name is Aegon Targaryen. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. even realize that. So there are direct okay, ties wow, okay. to Game of Thrones. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's why you're not really watch Game of Thrones, lot, but because interesting. And then rewatch House of Dragon. Yeah, there yeah. there are definitely some callbacks and some ties to it for sure. But now House of Dragon is its own book, right? Yes, called Fire and Blood. Right, or it's yeah. two books. It's a, it's going to be two books. He's only released one in true George R. R. Martin fashion. Okay, he's, so he's so it's one. based on a book. Yeah. Is that did that book come out before the rest of the books, or did it no. come out after as a prequel? After, ah. came out in twenty eighteen, okay. and the book is weird because the book is told like a historical accounting. It's not told as a dramatic story. It's uh, it's it's told the events are told from different points of view, Septon Eusist and Mushroom the Court Jester and so it's a lot of like, well, some sources say this happened and some sources say that. So the show it actually has genius. It's crazy town. <laughs> so the show gets to actually kind of play around with the canon a little bit because the canon even in the book isn't reliable. It's not a reliable narrator in the book because it says it's not. Because it's a historical. It's from different people's point of view. That's right. It allows right. you to kind of, yes. kind of so come it, up with it, your own. It, it gets you, yeah, it gives the showrunners. Mm. It's not like Game of Thrones where they're a little more handcuffed by the story. And as soon as they didn't have any more book story, the show went downhill in a hurry. But Not good. Yeah. No, no, no. Not good at all. But yeah, um, Anyhow. What, what did you guys think about how it ended? The show? Uh, Game of Thrones or the the House of the Dragon? House of the Dragon season one, the finale. What do you think? What are your thoughts about how it all went down at the end? I'm glad they broke out of the pattern that Game of Thrones always did, where they would have the pen, penultimate episode be the huge one, and then the the final episode would be kind of like the calmer aftermath. Yeah, this one yeah, this was time surely like, Fuck not. You guys like. Like it just I mean dude gets chomped by a fucking down. dragon for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. Like yeah. No, I thought they did a really good job of, of getting us to a point mm-hmm. because this season had two different time jumps. It did. Cast changes. Three. Like yeah, three yeah. It three different time three. jumps. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with all the different jumps and all the different cast changes, it, it's nice. Sorry, that... no, it had two time jumps, three different time periods. Three different time periods, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But regardless, you know what I'm saying. Like it's yes. it's intimidating to go into that with no prior knowledge and and try to keep up with everything. But I think they did a good job of of keeping everybody informed and then just kind of tying it all up enough at the end. Like when she fucking turns and dead stares the camera in the face after she just finds out her youngest. Well, son. have no fury. I'm so excited to see like, what happens. Even if she was on the cusp of thinking of making a deal and bringing peace to the realm. Not now, bitches. She's flipping that table. Yeah. She is. No, y'all no, she's going in there and burning down <laughs> yeah. the city, isn't she? So, yeah. No, it's perfect. It was perfect. Because yeah, the casting was... of the show has been so brilliant right from the jump. So that was just another example of how powerful that scene was. Like, she didn't say a word. All she had to do was turn and look at the camera. And you were I got to like... say, I liked young Daenerys better than old Daenerys as far as the actress goes. So we're the talking. Young Daenerys. Rhaenyra? Sorry, Rhaenyra. Uh, the young Rhaenyra, um, she had so much expression in her eyes and in her, in, in the way that her facial expressions told everything, you know, she's She's excellent. And and she's not very old, is she? She's only like 19, I think. And she's brand new. Sorry, she's 22. 
No, and she's she, she's done almost nothing prior to that show. So. She's amazing. Oh, she murdered it. For she sure. killed it to the <clears> point <throat> when they did the time jump, and I was like, "Really? Like, what the fuck are they doing?" <laughs> Not knowing anything about it, I was mad that they were replacing her, right? Uh, because in those shows where she's in, her name is the first in the credits. It's her show at that point. It's now turning into Damon's show. Right, she was the first name in the credits. Matt know, Smith man. is now the first name in the credits. That scene that they had with her when she gave birth, and then she had to t- immediately take the baby to Olivia uh, dude, or, uh, Allison. That's all one shot. Pretty that's, powerful. Yeah, that that's was all a one crazy shot. Scene. There is no cut in that scene from the time that she's told that, that she needs to, to take now. the baby to the queen, and she walks the baby all the way up the steps, and the people greet her, and Lenore's talking to her the whole time, and they go down the hall into the room. That is all one continuous shot. Bananas! Like, mm-hmm. are you sometimes kidding me? Sometimes I pick up on that stuff, and sometimes oh. I don't. But I love when I can pick up on it because it makes me appreciate the scene even more, and it, and it makes me appreciate the direction even more. And you can just, you know, you really like it, but you don't know why. That'd <laughs> be why. It's a great, great, and but to me, it really to do that entire scene front to back to have that level of physicality. She literally just gave birth. She's bleeding. She's got a young baby with her you know oh the, the husband that's not really the the father like the whole genesis of that scene that i think her name is sorry my apologies they're non-binary i think their name is uh emma darcy i think is the, the actor's name that portrays the older rhaenyra chef's kiss that scene alone i was like i'm so i'm sold man like this person has it yeah i agree the younger <laughs> actor was incredible such a talented talented person yeah um, but I think, yeah, that, that scene had so much oh. going on and so much depth and so much emotion and crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It, it's a great show. If you haven't watched it. Oh yeah. Right and like, work, yeah. You don't have to be an aficionado. You don't have to be a person that's watched Game of Thrones. There'll be some subtleties that you don't get if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, but you don't have to watch Game of Thrones to appreciate it. Because JS yeah. hasn't, he still likes it, so it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing about it was exactly that, that I could jump into this show without having to have watched Game of Thrones, you know? They're not hitting you over the head constantly with references that I don't understand, right? Yeah, it, I think it's a, if you're not sure if you want to watch Game of Thrones, because, like, frankly, how many seasons? Nine? Uh, eight. Eight. It's a massive time commitment if you're going to yeah. watch the entire the entirety of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And if you're not sure if that's your thing, um, House of the Dragon is a perfect introduction. Mm-hmm. Watch it first, see if you like it. And if you like it and you can stomach the 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 weird family stuff, then <laughs> Yeah, that if I I thought that was very messed up at first. Like that first time when she's still a kid. And they yeah, have that's, sex that's at the brothel. Beyond, I was like, that's beyond yeah, a family what thing. The that's fuck? that's a that's an age thing for me. That maybe yeah, kind of that was that, yeah. Again, the time period that they're supposed to be portraying, like it's it was very it was much. Your life expectancy was like forty. That yeah, it's not. <laughs> you got married you know, at twelve. We get it, but yeah, in our <laughs> modern society, we're like, whoa, 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 bro, you're her uncle and she's fourteen. Like, come on, this isn't cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Agreed. But yeah, I mean, it was a good show overall. I liked it. Uh, I'm gonna definitely be watching season two. Um, is it gonna make me want to go back and watch all of Game of Thrones? Yeah, 
I don't have enough time to watch TV to go through a whole <laughs> wow. eight season of a show. You'll be pretty pissed uh, off when it's all over, like the rest of us were. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing, oh, right? Yeah. And and there was so much brouhaha about how it all ended in the whole last season, and that I don't know. I well, I I'll be honest with you. They run into books. I yeah, that so that's yeah. what I did. So I only watched I watched the first five seasons as they came out, and because I was such a giant giant book nerd. I stopped watching it at that point because I didn't want the show to ruin anything that was going to be coming out in the books. And for years, I avoided watching the last three seasons of Game of Thrones. So I'd heard all these people complaining about how bad season eight was. And finally, I'm starting to realize that George R. R. Martin is just never going to finish the books. Unfortunately, he's we're 11 years since the last book and he still mm-hmm. isn't finished with it. An, and that's the next book coming is not even the last book. He's got one more he wants to do after that just never gonna happen so i was like fuck it house of the dragons coming i'm gonna watch the show and i was like how bad could season eight really be holy shit it's so it's gonna make you so mad that you're gonna wonder why you i'm not mad i'm just disappointed disappointed yeah 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 no that's cool (laughs) i'm mad (laughs) because You've got all this character depth and progression, and then you just look, you take all of it, you and just, you're building up for all these years, and you just go, yeah. giant shit on it, is what you do. Yeah, we're not gonna, it's like Luke Skywalker. Yeah. In, do you remember when Luke Skywalker in fucking... Uh, I don't want to talk about... In The Last Jedi just grabs the lightsaber, just tosses it over his back. Yeah. That's exactly what no, season 8 does with the character development on this fucking What are you talking show. about? Yeah, I know. What, what, I know. what movie did you I, say? I, 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 it's The Last Jedi. The Last what? The Last Jedi? I don't remember. It's, That's a movie? Some awful dream that we had. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Hey, uh, Jane, you are into wigs. Now, I'm assuming. (laughs) It's a good transition piece, my friend. Yeah, right. Because I want to get back. I want to get back to uh, uh, the drag queen stuff, but you are into wigs. I need Uh, need a a refill on my water. You go get a refill. Yes, yes, yes. You go get a refill. I'm assuming you got into wigs because of cosplay. Yeah, absolutely. It was um, it was one of the pieces for Merida, one of my first cosplays that I um, really wanted to have the larger than life big mane that she's got. And so I um, unfortunately am not a redhead. So <laughs> I started uh, sewing wefts into a wig on my kitchen counter. Uh, because I did, had no idea what I was doing, and I thought that's how I did it. And I heat styled everything with like a bunch of curling irons I got from the the thrift store. <laughs> and that wig is probably ten pounds because of all the hair oh, wow. I added to it, and okay. it was not necessary. I would not do it the same way. Uh, but it was a massive learning experience, and I loved it. And I got so many compliments on it. So many people were asking me about how to style wigs, and it's just not something that a lot of people want to dive into uh are either excited about doing or know how to do uh so that's been one of my most popular panels when i do guest at uh, different conventions is wig styling for cosplay doing spikes doing larger than life stuff teasing stuff out like that to make it super big and crazy um it's just there's a lot of stuff you can do and a a lot of money you can save if you can style your own wigs to, to be different characters and depending on the wig or the character, I mean, it, it that's sometimes what can take your cosplay to that next level, right? Of being a costume versus being the character. 
right? Absolutely. I mean, all of a sudden with that wick, that with that wick, <laughs> that wig, you're all of a sudden that character, right? So, uh, so you do all of your styling on your own now. Um, how many wigs do you have? Do you even know? <laughs> Is that a thing where you've got a closet full of wigs? It depends if my husband's going to say this or not, ah. but <laughs> I would say upwards. I probably have 20 wigs. Well, okay. So far. <laughs> okay. And I mean, I'm assuming you're not using cheap wigs, right? Like when you're having to style them, they have to be a certain um, level of quality, I'm guessing. Yeah. So your regular old run-of-the-mill dollar store Halloween wig is plastic. It doesn't have many wefts in it. You can't really do anything with it. Mm -hmm. uh, it will sit on your head and look like plastic hair. Uh, for your children for Halloween, it's great. You can buy a $4 wig. Uh, then we come into kind of a more costumey wig. Uh, maybe not heat stylable, but you might be able to brush it. Uh, it's probably got a little more hair in it. But again, kind of what you see is what you get with those ones. Uh, once you move into a heat stylable wig, so a heat safe wig, that's when you can start having a bit more fun. And those run around $40 and up. Uh, oh, that's not too, too bad. Yeah, yeah, no, you can find totally affordable heat stylable wigs and then you can start having a little bit of fun with them. You can straighten them. You can, you know, use a blow dryer on them or a little bit of steam and some rollers. Uh, they tend to have a little bit more hair in them. So uh, there's a couple brands that I love for cosplay and drag that have really a lot of hair in the wig. Uh, and that means I can go bigger styles like that. I can make them huge and kind of over the top. Uh, great for styling spikes and doing more anime kind of styles with. Uh, so more dense hair and also heat stylable. Uh, it, the prices can really just skyrocket from there, <laughs> depending on what you're looking at. If you're looking at full human hair wigs, which I would never recommend anyone do for cosplay unless you're looking to, to dye it um, or bleach it like you want a human hair wig for some very specific reason. Um, you can get away with synthetic wigs and kind of you're only limited by your imagination at that point. And sometimes you'll have a call for like a $4 Halloween wig. Like I do V for Vendetta and that's the wig that he wears in that costume when he goes out in the Guy Fox mask and everything. So sometimes you can get away with it, but yeah, my Geralt wig, my, my, um, my, um, Shit, Ron Burgundy wig and the Boromir yeah. wig. Those were all much, much more expensive wigs that I had to buy online. And then I had to pay somebody to style for me because I have zero, no, <laughs> no dog in that fight. I tell you that right now. So what companies do you suggest for heat stylable wigs is what Redmond Glassworks is asking. Oh, so I'll, yeah. I'll let you handle that one. Yeah. Um, so Arta Wigs out of Canada is really great. Uh, Rockstar Wigs is incredible uh and their uh epic cosplay wigs is also really great those are three companies um i've worked with their wigs before uh i i enjoy their wigs i think they're high quality uh, as far as cosplayers go they're they're all you need those those three companies if you can't find something from those three companies I don't know companies um arda is out of the states and canada i know they have um shops in both uh epic cosplay Epic, I believe, is out of the States, but I know they shipped to Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rockstar is out of the States as well. I'll throw one more out there, too, guys. Wig is fashion. Uh, same oh, as yeah. Art. 
same as Arda. So they've got an American and a Canadian site. So yeah. uh, that's where I got Boromir and I think where I got Ron Burgundy as well. I think I got them both from Wiggis Fashion. So, and believe it or not, specific cosplay stuff, but yeah, Wiggis Fashion. Yeah, sure. I used that for my Mary Jane wig. I yep. got a couple of from them. They've got yep. a really good Harley Quinn wig too. And even guys, even on Amazon, you can get lucky. You can find something on Amazon that will my the lace my lace front platinum Geralt wig is I got from Amazon. I paid like thirty eight dollars for it, and yeah. it looks. I mean, I paid somebody else twice that to style it, but once they did, it looks pimp. So you can get lucky and, and get some decent wigs off Amazon too. So. Read the reviews on Amazon. That's a really <laughs> no, good indicator. Sure. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. good indicator if you're getting what the picture is, because I I know a lot of wig companies from Amazon use webster out of the uk's like or rockstar even's photos and then send you something completely different so read the reviews but yeah you can get some really great stuff yeah epic cosplay wigs are from the us yeah okay yeah but uh, even right now on the wig is fashion um website they have they have stranger things the same man and house of the dragon like they have specific cosplay wigs for House of the Dragon right now. Oh wow, those look cool. Because I want to do a da- I want to do a Damon, and yeah, that's that's not that's actually that's actually not bad. The Damon mm-hmm. one's ninety bucks, yeah, lace front synthetic. So yeah, for some reason I thought wigs were way more expensive than that. I mean, <clears> well, uh, they can be if you do get into some of the human heroines and everything else. Yeah, they can definitely enough. get up there in their hundreds of dollar my, range. But... My long wigs, like the one that I'm wearing in this photo and that one there, were both around that hundred dollar mark, and you know. 30 bucks more maybe if it's a really long big wig uh but i've never had to pay over that for for a decent cosplay wig that will last me years if you take care of your wigs uh they'll last you so it's an investment uh we've got so we posted online this week you know ask living the dream cosplay questions yeah and somebody was asking if you sing as ariel Oh, no, I sing in the shower um, for the for the sake of everyone. Uh, I am a lip sync queen. I am not a singing queen. Uh, <laughs> I sing in my car and in the shower. <laughs> okay, so if we're going to talk about queens, we got to talk about the drag queen stuff. How did you get into drag? Oh, did you Sorry, lose us? My one earphone just died on me. Perfect there you timing. go. So I don't know if you uh, understood my question. I was asking, how did you get into drag? Yeah, so I, um, again, uh, it was actually a friend who I met through cosplay, uh, who was also uh, a drag performer in town. And I said to them, like, after seeing a couple of their shows, I said, like, hey, is this something that, like, I could do because I think it would be a lot of fun. I'm really attracted to this performance aspect of it. And they said, absolutely, you know, all drag is valid and you can do whatever you want. So come on down. And I, they kind of encouraged me, believe me, <laughs> into, encouraged me into entering an amateur competition here in town. And I won and it's it's been just an absolute blast ever since i've been doing that uh since august I, I had no idea um like jen was saying earlier that you know female identifying people were doing or even accepted in the drag world like that i had no clue yeah is, is it common um i would say it's becoming more common 
Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, as a cisgendered woman, um, so I was assigned female at birth. Uh, I identify as female. And to, I had a little bit of trepidation coming into that scene, coming into a queer space, being a cisgendered woman doing this type of art form. Uh, and I was met with nothing but kindness and acceptance, uh, which was amazing. I don't think it's always been like that. Uh, but really drag is just a gender expression. So there are trans women doing drag queen acts. There are trans men doing drag king acts. There are cis women doing drag, drag king acts. There are no rules when it comes to it. I, just like cosplay, it's, it's an art form and it's gender expression. There are plenty of non-binary folks doing drag as well. So, yeah. So from what I'm getting from this, is you going to be doing more and more of this? It's, it's been a ton of fun and it's something that happens all year round. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's different than cosplay, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Jane hustles a whole nother character. I get to dress up and go out with now. Uh, well, that's the thing. Is it that different so. than cosplay? Cause you, like you say, you're dressing up as another character and you're, you're playing that character. Right. Yeah. I mean, how different is it to cosplay? I I think there's um, obviously there's a political statement with drag that isn't attached to cosplay. Um, and there's a whole community of people um, that are still fighting for their rights where really anybody can dress up in cosplay. And there's not a political statement attached to that um, or a cause. You know, the first drag queens were trans women. Um, and Stonewall was a riot and, you know, the first gay pride or parade was a riot. Uh, mm -hmm. they were fighting for their right to exist essentially. And so I think, um, as far as that goes and, um, that's where they're really different, but as far as the performance and the makeup and acting and kind of having fun with it, that is all very similar for sure. Uh, I think. It's funny, I use, I know how to do cosplay makeup. And now I'm learning that cosplay makeup's here and then drag makeup somewhere up here. Uh, you just yeah. triple everything you're doing. <laughs> bigger. Like, if I think that's a big wig, I got to go bigger. Now for drag. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very, very big production, right? Everything is is big and flamboyant and, and yeah. yeah. Jeff, are you okay there, buddy? I am right here, my friend. Right. I got. I, I apologize. Yeah, I don't have a lot of dog in this fight, so I'm listening intently. But yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I haven't really have seen guys, anything. I don't know anything about it, so I don't want to open my mouth and say show? something stupid. So uh, I just listen, man. I'm just absorbing at this point. Yeah. So I've been to one drag show. Um, I also know. Um, funny enough, a straight, a cis male. That is a drag queen. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Out of Montreal, uh, he's actually huge now. Um, I forget what his drag name is, but um, he just shows all over the world now. Uh, uh Matty Morphosis? No. Okay. Uh, I forget what his drag name is now. Oh, you know what? It might be. I'm not even sure. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I don't know a ton about it either. I have been to, I'd say one, but maybe a couple shows. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know much about it. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's not my world, so I don't, 
Yeah, fair enough. It's it's not for everybody. And I will say that like if um, I think it's a ton of fun. I think there are some drag shows that are super like super out there. And even I'm like, oh, my God, this is beyond, you know, that really weird drag and, and you know, horror based drag or like clown drag. Like it's just it's so neat to see everyone's expression, just like in cosplay. There are fandoms like Predator out to Disney princesses. Mm -hmm. It's a spectrum. And that's literally what drag is as well. Um, yeah. If you're if you're interested in seeing a show, there are more team shows like go to a drag brunch. It's daytime drag. It's not going to be anything super weird or super sexy or anything. You know, it's a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, we're up there to have fun. And we're there to help you as an audience have fun with us performing. Uh, so if you're having a good time, we're having a good time. Yeah, Freakish here is saying, or, or, or Noah, sorry, uh, is saying, uh, I also feel like cosplay and drag are similar in its popularity. I bet most people know drag performers, but don't know they actually drag just like cosplay, right? I mean, most people at work, well, they know now, but people people around <laughs> me, when they see me, they don't think I'm a cosplayer, right? They don't, it's not until they start seeing my office and seeing my stuff that they know, oh, wait, you're a cosplayer? Really? Um uh, I'm assuming you probably get a lot of that, or, or at least a lot of uh, drags, drag queens get that, right? That people don't know, and they don't associate it with that, right? Yeah. I mean, even as a cosplayer, I was working uh, at a law firm when I started really getting into cosplay. And it was like my dirty little secret. I didn't really tell anyone I cosplayed because I wasn't sure how that would be received. Mm -hmm. And then I started chatting with one of the legal assistants there. And she says, oh, my God, one of the partners is huge into this. He goes every year. like, And one of the partners of the law firm is just a big nerd and was so excited uh, that I was getting into cosplay. And so I learned through that experience, I think, like, you never really know. And now I tell everybody I'm a cosplayer and a drag queen. I, to I told somebody at the thrift store today, like, they're like, oh, you're getting all these sparkly shoes. And I said, yeah, I'm a drag queen. <laughs> Because I think uh, I think it's all about having that conversation. Somebody might be scared to go to a con or be scared to go to a drag show because they haven't really, you know, it's new, it's untested waters, they're not sure. And I think as if they get a chance to ask questions or, or you know, the more open we are about our weird hobbies, <laughs> the more everyone's going to join us because they're going to see how much fun it is. <laughs> uh, Noah's a very good question here. Because um, although... I feel like talking with people I know, drag is more respected than cosplay because it's a political statement. Uh, do you think that's the case? Or is that, in your experience, have you seen it that way, that drag queens are more respected because of the political statement behind it? Um, I would say that drag has only been really tolerated or palatable by the general public since RuPaul's Drag Race has gained popularity. Yeah. I think that's what really brought it to the forefront and brought it to, to millions of people who would have never gone to see a drag show um, at a at a gay bar or at a pub or at a brunch, but they'll watch it on TV. Um, so I, unfortunately, I think we still have a long way to go. Um, I would love to say like, yeah, everybody loves drag queens and we're great and, and you know, we never run into bigotry. Uh, when I take off my drag, I look like a white female. And so I 
recognize my privilege walking down the street from a drag show that as soon as my drag comes off, I'm not a queer person at first sight. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, it, as far as cosplay, I really haven't run into anyone who's been weird about me being a cosplayer or disrespectful. Um, I get some internet trolls a little bit sometimes that are like, aren't you a little old to be dressing up? And I was like, aren't you a little old to be tracking my stuff online? Mm -hmm. You know, like as long as you're watching, you're a fan. <laughs> yeah. So um, I would say that we still have a long way to go with, with drag as far as um, acceptance and, you know, all the yucky stuff that goes along with bigotry and ignorance. Um, and I think the same thing goes for cosplay. I think anyone who's got a problem with, people dressing up and having a lot of fun in costumes is probably just scared to try it. <laughs> They're scared they might like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I truly believe that if you put yourself out there, it doesn't matter in what fashion, somebody will try to break you down. Haters. They're people everywhere. Are, yeah, people, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I think, the nature of, of humans, you know. Uh, if you do something that you enjoy and you put yourself out there, there's always going to be those people that are going to leave you negative yeah. comments. The trolls, like Noah's saying, ah, the trolls, yes. You know? I, I think RuPaul said something really on point for me, and it's kind of echoed in my head when I do get those comments, is unless those bitches be paying your bills, pay them bitches no mind. Yep, exactly. So, you exactly. know, unless you're, unless you're keeping my lights on, yeah. go troll somebody else. <laughs> yeah. No, I've gotten really unapologetic in my old age about not really giving a hoot when mm -hmm. anyone thinks of me. <laughs> um, Jane, I want to uh, uh, talk about very quickly. Um, I don't want to get canceled, guys. Okay. Please take oh, this shit. with a grain of salt. Uh -oh. Okay. I will uh, correct you if you. Uh, but uh, please do. Please do. Um, a lot of female cosplayers today tend to go down the making everything sexy cosplay. Right. Sure. Uh, yeah. Where, you know, a lot of cosplayers, again, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, but a lot of female cosplayers will market their cosplay towards, um, I'm not sure what the, the proper word or the proper term that I'm looking for, but they're, they're gearing a business towards selling themselves, selling pictures of themselves, selling. And OnlyFans. And OnlyFans, selling sexy cosplays. Again, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. You, on the other hand, have not gone down that route at all. Um, like, how does that? I'm trying to look at for like I'm trying to why? formulate. Well, not necessarily as much why, but yeah, why? I mean, that's a good start. Why? Yeah. Because you, I'm sure you 100% get those comments all the time. I guarantee you, you get those comments all the time. Where's your OnlyFans, right? I guarantee you, you get that asked that question at least once a week. I, I think I get it a lot less because it's not something I'm offering. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I do things like stupid, sexy Flanders, and I kind of trolled everyone last year and was like, "Ooh, something sexy's coming for Christmas," <laughs> and then put out Santa in a bodysuit in full beard. Um, you know, like, <laughs> um, I guess the why is it's just. It's not something I felt I wanted to do. Um, and no shame. Uh, those girls are beautiful and they are making bank. 
And mm-hmm. if they're doing it in empowered, happy, and they're happy mm-hmm. doing it, like get paid, girl. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for you. Uh, it, yeah, it was just, I think I made a very conscious decision. That's just not something I wanted to do. Um, I also have a stepson who's 13 and I don't want him coming across those photos of me on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some things you just kind of got to see in person. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, I, no shame in the game uh, for the for the people who do those sites and, and are having a good time and mm. who enjoy uh, expressing themselves and their sexuality through cosplay work. I'm here for it. I love it. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, I, I'm not trying to pitch her for no, Patreon here, but, you know, our, a great friend of the cost, uh, a friend of the podcast, Cutie over here. I mean, she's yeah. made a business out of it. Uh, and 100%, right. 100%, right? Yeah. Well, it's really uh, the only way to fully monetize the hobby, right? At the at the end of the day, it's there's not a lot of other ways. I've gotten paid gigs, you've gotten paid, I'm sure a lot of us have gotten paid gigs, but if you want to be able to live off doing this, it's it's really the only avenue that you can go down that you could make a consistent living mm-hmm. just with having pictures of yourself in costumes on the internet. Like there's really no other way to monetize the hobby, which I know has led to some... I don't want to say bitterness, but it does make that road um, a little bit more. And I don't even want to say easy, too, because I know it's not an easy road to hoe. I think it's attractive to a lot of people because this isn't a cheap hobby. Right. You know, uh, let's be honest. It's not a cheap hobby. And I think a lot of people see that as a way to supplement their hobby. And if that's how you want to supplement your income to make this hobby even more part of your life, great. Um, my suggestion, or I, I guess more my like advice, a handful of people who are professional cosplayers in the whole world. Yeah, there's, there's a handful yeah. of people we could probably all name. That's what I'm saying. There's not it. really an avenue for you to do this full time and make a living out of it. I guess I get concerned because I do see it quite often where the audience will get built up based on on the back of that, on doing very provocative, doing very sexualized, mm-hmm. highly sexualized things. And then once a, a follower account gets to be a certain amount, you know, you've got 20,000 or 25,000 followers and you've built that on a base of that style of content, then if there's a, if they want to make a shift in content or they want to be take, I don't want to be taken more seriously because I'm not saying they're not being taken seriously when they're doing the provocative stuff, but maybe they want to have a shift and then they start to get upset by the types of comments or the types of things that they're getting or being exposed to. It can be frustrating because that's, that's the base that you built. Like that's the only reason you have 25,000 followers is because you were so provocative early on. Right. Now you want to shift the base that you built isn't going to shift with you all the time. So I almost feel like, it, it, it can be hard to shift gears either way, by the way, e- even if you start off not doing it sexualized and then you move into that that avenue or that venue, your original followers can also be like, well, wait a minute, hold on. We thought you were this and now you're doing that. Like, it's yeah. hard not to alienate people if you want to then be empowered and do your own thing in whichever mode you decide to go with. You know what I mean? Cutie's been really... Um... Uh, Cutie has been a really amazing advocate for this um, type of topic. And Mm -hmm. she is brutally honest and has never been anything but when I've asked her questions about it, like, how does that work? Like what? Because it's not a it's not a realm I know. And she said, you know, unless you're 
cool with being on the internet and having that be forever. If you are not super self-confident and happy in your body, if you can't stand naked in front of a mirror for 20 minutes and just stare at yourself, this isn't the profession for you. You know, she like, she's got a really great checklist. I'm sorry, cutie. I'm not doing you justice right now um, of like things you should think about before getting into this type of content creation. Yeah. Um, Cause and, if you build it, they will come. Like you're going to get neck beards. You're going to get basement dollars. You're going to get mouth breathers. You're going to get guys that are there specifically to look at your provocative photos. That's you're going to get guys there. who drop their kids off to soccer. You're going to get dads and lawyers and literally everyone under the planet. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. And that's so tough because you won't, if you're, if you don't go down that Avenue, you're not going to be exposed. That's ultimately my point, right? Like so you're here, not here's really the other thing is like, get creative. Um, like a friend of mine and I are making, there, there are other ways to monetize your cosplay. So we're making custom air hook sandals. Um, so this is something that she made for a cosplay she did. And we posted the reel of these on, uh, on Instagram and it went viral and people were like, where do we get these sandals? We're like, we're going to make some. So we're, we're literally making a run of these sandals. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like get creative with it. Uh, doing an OnlyFans account is not the only way to monetize your, your cosplay or your hobby. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have a 3D printer and you've come up with some really cool 3D print, throw it on an Etsy store, put it on your coffee page. Um, you know, do one of a kind videos for people, do shout out, do happy birthdays. Um, one of my best friends is a Marilyn Monroe impersonator and she does cameos. Uh, She's actually for, in the chat right now. Uh, as Marilyn Monroe singing happy birthday, like an OnlyFans account is not the only way to monetize your hobby. No, agreed. And, and I have been paid for gigs before, but as far as like living off it though, It really is the only, right now, I feel like it's the only thing you can do. You can get a bunch of side hustles out of it. I agree with you all the live long day. So now, I, I'll agree with you, Jeff. There are people that have become YouTube stars from doing this. Uh, makers that have, you know, moved on to working professionally for the movie industry. You know, uh, you've got people like Evil Ted. Right, who started as making templates, yeah. and you know he's huge now. Uh, uh, Bill Duran, punish, punish prop, mall cosplay. Yeah, um, you know these are people that are now making a living not just off of the cosplay, but off of everything around the cosplay, from the YouTube to selling patterns to doing different things like that, that right? That being said, it is a full-time job to get oh, yourself to yeah. that level that will take years. I'm not saying it's impossible, and you can't become one of those 5 or 10 or 20 top creators who make a living off of this. So if you are passionate about it, you are ready to work your ass off for it, absolutely. I'm not discouraging anyone from trying to do it. I'm just saying, like, when I first started cosplaying, of course I said I want to be a professional cosplayer. This is awesome. Like, this is a super fun hobby, and I would love to do it for a living. Uh, then reality set in, and bills set in, and I'm not independently wealthy to just do cosplay and 
create content and do this full time while I'm waiting on the paychecks to start rolling in. That's so, ultimately the, the point I'm trying to make. Like you guys are listing <laughs> some good examples that great. You guys are talking about the one percent of the one percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The These vast, are exceptions. That vasty majority of us. It's yes. not. In, it's not. It, that's no, not no. No matter how much. And I get. There's a couple of like cosplayers that I know that have been doing it for years. That's that's what they talk about all the time. All the dedication all the blood, sweat, and tears, everything they poured into it, and and they have 300 followers, not that followers are a big deal, but they have 300 followers, they have no monetization on any level, they're not getting noticed, they're not getting invited out to be guests, they're not getting judged, they're not getting any of it, mm -hmm. because sometimes the avenue is just not there. So You know what, and, and guesting is great, it is not a huge source of income unless you are no one of five, <laughs> well, unless you're one of those top, you know, half a million follower type people, yeah, or yeah. you're being asked to judge and being paid to judge at a competition. Right. Yeah. Um, if you think getting a booth at a Comic Con uh, and selling your prints is going to pay for your booth, yeah. no, I've uh, made it. No, yeah. <laughs> it. Maybe you're not, maybe you're selling different prints than I am, but it was not like it was not a you know, oh, I could do this twice a year and make all of my money back. I, oh, it's I still a feather you, in your cap. And really as a cosplayer, need... it's nice Absolutely. to get invited to a thing and oh, be a guest. I've guessed that I'll be over 100 fucking events by now. So, yeah, it's super great. It's I'm a feather in your cap. Don't look at money. that as like no. a, a source of income as well. No. No. It, you need to do this hobby for the love of this hobby. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, you, you don't need to be independently wealthy to be a cosplayer. I've well, seen sure people so. as a cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? It's not a real problem if you can throw money at it and it solves yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. But, oh, you mean the Jeff solution? Now. The Jeff that's solution. Yeah. That's, I have nothing but respect Just for people who make stuff. It's Just great. buy it. Just buy it. Right. Prints, foam work, sewing, patterning, all that's great. There are I no have rules. more money than time now because I'm old. So I'm willing to give somebody else the money to make it for me. And yeah. when they need the money more than I need it, because I can go out and make more money. But once the time is gone, it's just gone. And I don't have, there's way fewer years in front of me than there are behind me now. So yeah, it's not, cosplay on a budget is my jam. Absolutely. I've got and, new, and, two new t-shirts coming. Sometimes, yeah, you can do that, right? I got two new t-shirts coming. Hashtag justice for Biff. Oh, for fuck's sakes. And hashtag just do it with a big mustache. Or just buy it, sorry, with a big mustache. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, producer Jen here is in the uh, IG chat saying, I'm going to start making JS drop his pants, but keep the Predator helmet on and take pics. And nobody, <laughs> wants to see, nobody wants to see this gut, you know, I, I without the costume. What do you mean nobody wants to see it? You don't know my life. You like Cutie's saying, cosplay on a budget's my jam. Absolutely. You can. She's the king. Oh. Of, or the so queen creative. of cosplay on the budget. She's so creative. I it's mean, insane what that woman yeah. comes up with. Some of the stuff that 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 she does when she does like her month of Halloween or her or her thirty days of Christmas or whatever. The sexy doing. cousin, it. Oh my god, I couldn't. It oh was so yeah, good. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> good. <laughs> Hashtag uh, predator uh, feet pics. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, hey, and by the way, I'm not kink. I'm not kink shaming anybody. It's just not my thing. All right, just you know. Yeah. No. I, I, like can feet, we that's... can we say the the SW word? Can we say sex work on YouTube or Instagram? Yeah, I don't see yeah, why not. Nice. We're not. Okay, we're, so we're, like we're already not monetized. You can't make it any worse. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what OnlyFans accounts are. They're sex workers. Yeah, of course. Um and. I, Props That's ultimately the point I was trying to make. Just didn't use the word, but yes, of course. Yeah, you're, make you're your money. To well, me, you're becoming not something else, but you're definitely adding to. You're not just a cosplayer anymore. You're you not. Were, just you were yeah, exactly. Content. 
yeah. period. You're selling yeah. plus 18 content, whether yeah. that's pictures of your feet or implied nudes or full yeah. nudes yeah, yeah. or videos or whatever. Oh, it's all under that umbrella. No shame. No, absolutely, absolutely no shame. Not. But you are something more now. You, I don't know that you get to just say, well, not just say, so, say you want, but you are a cosplayer and you're now a sex worker. So that's, I, 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 unfortunately, I, you're going to get a certain crowd that's going to get drawn to your stuff that's not going to be a very great crowd to have. There's two, two sides to that coin for me, Jeff. Like there's, for me, there's people that, there are sex workers that use cosplay as a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Then there are sex workers that are cosplayers. I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Unfortunately, the people that are going to be consuming the content don't care. That's no, they don't. You're right. 100%. That person's motivations, I think, are good. It's good to know where they're coming from and why they're doing what they're doing. Because it's we all have our own motivations and, and we should be free to explore them in any way we choose. As long as we're not hurting anybody else. But... Unfortunately, the crowd that you're going to grab is it's it's still just guys that want to see your feet or, you know, want to see your. No, no, you're right. You're right. It doesn't matter at all. The yeah, you're right. You're gonna get. You're gonna get the. That's the shittiest part. At the end of the day, you're gonna get the dregs of the internet. Unfortunately, that's that's the crappiest part of it. Right. So that's a good point, and that comes back to a comment that Noah was saying earlier. Do you think there needs to be a better convo around making new lewd cosplayers aware of some of the negatives of those types of cosplays? Initially, I want to say no, because it's not my business, right? Uh, people will do what they want to do. We should. Um, someone yeah. like Cutie, I think, can do that. I think someone that's in the game, that's been there and that's seen it, I think she can then absolutely have a talk or maybe even... Well, can not... she? Like, is it her how, business how either? Many, how many opinions did you ask for when you were 18? You're right. Nothing's how many really outside changed. opinions were you no, like no, no, no. looking not, to I was have? An asshole when I was eighteen. No, no, hundred no, percent. <laughs> That's but what I'm saying. I think could people she need to be do a talk? To... She could do a talk. She could do a panel. I don't know that she she shouldn't be like DMing she girls and go, "Hey, girl." Seminar. Blah, blah, blah. That's what I'm saying. She is such a wealth of information, and I yeah, think yeah. I think if this is something you're interested in in getting into, or something you've been kicking around in your brain. Uh, or you're getting into cosplay and you're seeing all these other people, like men and women. There are men who do OnlyFans cosplay oh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and non-binary and the whole umbrella of humans. Um, but reach out to somebody. Reach out to a creative who's already doing it. Ask tips, ask tricks. I, I feel like the, the sex worker industry and the cosplay community really aren't that different. We're all here for a good time. We're all here to enjoy this fandom and, and do our thing. Um and especially, yeah, Cutie's saying yes. Always feel free to reach out. So she's I, a perfect resource for anyone. If you're kicking around this idea, or you have questions. Uh, as long as you're respectful, slide into her DMs, and she'll get back to you eventually. <laughs> oh, she will for sure. I, I, I feel though like the the major difference between cosplay and and selling lewds on an OnlyFans, um, they attract a slightly different crowd. Yeah, of course. And there are risks. <clears throat> Like real risks, mm-hmm. you know. Cutie doesn't go by her real name, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, you know, neither do you. But uh, there are a lot of risks. Which is a choice again. It is cause... a choice, but you know, I, 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 feel like if you are thinking of getting into this line of work, that you should, at the very least, talk to other people that are in this line of work 100%. to understand what you're getting yourself into before you do. That's 100%. the advice I would give anybody. 
not even to understand what you're getting yourself into, but to start off right, to do it right, to, yeah. to you know, protect yourself, if nothing else, um, to be safe about it, because it is a, a risky thing to get into at some point. Um, so it just like creating an online persona, I created a cosplay only account uh, that was completely separate from my personal life. I don't post family photos. I don't post, you know, details about my personal life. Um on my cosplay account, uh, I share what I, a curated version of living the dream cosplay on my cosplay account. And I think making that division between personal and your hobby, especially if you're going, you know, I had that real go viral and I had three or 4,000 new followers that I did not know. Um, before that, I would say I knew, or at least had creeped an internet knew most of the people that were following me. Um, and then literally over the course of a week, I had so many new faces, I couldn't even keep up with it. So at some point you're going to hit those tipping scales and you're not going to know who's following you. And so you need to just be aware of whatever content you post is completely public and can be seen by any one of these, however many people mm -hmm. you have following you. Yeah. And then we've got cutie saying, and then I'm over here as the sweetest chef in noodles. <laughs> I got to say, she wore her Swedish chef at Fan Expo, and it's fucking excellent. Oh, my God. It's yeah. so genius. Producer says, that stash, though, 100%. Uh, yeah, she also says 100% safety is so important. I mean, it really is. That's my main concern when we get into yeah. this type of stuff is, is do whatever you want, but stay safe. Stay safe. I, I, I also you know, think that we're, wanna... we're, we're the generation that didn't grow up with the internet. We're the last generation that didn't grow up with the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I think these kids that we're worried about, honestly, are probably way more freaking savvy than we are anyways. They would never have audio problems. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they understand the internet more than we do. They grew up with it. They have been told in school and taught about the dangers. Um, so I would say, you know, these Twitch streamers and people making OnlyFans accounts and making that type of content, even people making that type of lewd content for Instagram. Uh, I would hesitate to guess that a lot of people um, are probably pretty savvy at what they're getting into. Oh, bless you. Excuse me. Bless you. Sorry. Holy cow. I didn't get to the mute button. Don't lose that denture there, bud. Yeah, Katie yeah, yeah, yeah. said she blocks people who use her name. Just to keep everything under wraps. Yeah, and I mean, I, I understand it, right? Like it's. Yeah, I used it once in the podcast, and we had to bleep it out because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah, so... I, I, yeah, it's. It can be scary, especially these days, right? There's so many loons out there that, yeah. Yeah, you just you got to be safe. Creepy for sure. Right. I know we we kind of went down a path here. That's a... <laughs> we did, uh, and we've been on now for an hour and a half, so we do have to wrap it up quick. Um, before we go, first of all, Jane, thank you so much for being on. You're going to have to come back again. Uh, I would love that. Yeah. You know, when we so do like a more me. of a regular show and not necessarily a cosplay specific show, or maybe we do another cosplay show and we have you on either way, you got to come back. Um, any final words that you want to let us off with anything you want to pitch, maybe reiterate the different events you're going to be at. Yeah, so I'm uh, obviously GameCon is coming up. Uh, we've got some really exciting announcements coming in the next couple of months. So if you have not checked out GameConCanada.com, please do so. 
Uh, it is going to be one of the largest gaming or the largest gaming convention in Western Canada uh, and really excited to be part of that. So that's kind of my next big thing I'm looking forward to in June. Uh, check that out. If, um, the date, if you Sarah, you said is uh, June? 23rd through 25th. 23rd to 25th. I want to make sure that dates are correct. I'm pretty sure. Yes, 23rd through 25th in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, tickets will be going on sale uh very soon so keep an eye out for those uh if you haven't um given me a follow and a like go ahead and do that and uh yeah more stupid sexy cosplay coming in the new year <laughs> rob i'm uh, going to explore this predator's feet idea Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> i am gonna king shame you sir <laughs> uh yeah, cosplay alliance meetup you uh, cosplay alliance meetup uh yes. november 19th i don't think about it yeah. yes so november 19th uh so about 10 days away or nine days away uh distillery district distillery in, district in toronto so all the toronto folks make sure that you get out there uh we're surely gonna try to make it and you know yeah shoot cosplay an alliance or myself uh dm and we'll add you into the group chat so you can keep up to date on where we're going to meet, what time, um, the photographers that we have coming. Uh, you're going to meet a couple of really amazing cosplayers that I actually met at Toronto Expo. Uh, some of my friends from Expo are coming. So I'm I'm really excited for that group shoot. It's going to be a ton of fun. Can you talk a little bit about who's going to be there? Um, so Cosplay Alliance has a few people coming. Uh, Crystal uh, yeah is coming uh pretty nerdy crystal uh is coming she's a toronto cosplayer uh oh my gosh um faces of uh her face of boaz faces of boaz not sure what her instagram handle is um your gay auntie loves her on tiktok uh <laughs> and uh oh my gosh who else do we have coming sorry i'm blanking on everyone's names now <laughs> <laughs> but we're all I'm putting you on chat. the spot now. DM me, I'll add you. You can creep everybody there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, apparently uh, you've got a bunch of stuff coming up again. Yeah, always. November 18th, I'll be in Chatham, Ontario for the Santa Claus Parade. Yeah, uh, we're going to be going through that. Yeah, so I think I'm literally just going to put Batman on without the cowl and just throw like a Santa hat on and some tinsel around it or something so that'll be yeah. uh, that'll be fun uh december 3rd here in london ontario the geeky holiday gift market is going on once again put on by london comic-con this year that's at centennial hall mm-hmm. um gonna have some cosplayers up for that event we're going to be setting up some photo booths some photo areas take pictures and stuff so again same thing i'm just going to christmas fi one of the one of the one of the cosplays and stuff so i'm going to be up for that event so those are the next two big things for sure november 18th and chatham for the santa claus parade december 3rd if you're in london Centennial Hall, where we had it last year. Come on out for the Geeky Holiday Market. Get some of your last-minute gift ideas. There's a lot of like cool local vendors with handmade stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can shop small business. You can shop local and support all that scene and get some really, really cool gifts for those geeky loved ones in your life. So December 3rd, come on out for that. Amazing. Yep, and I then, yeah, you, you know me, Messiah Complex Cosplay across uh, all social media. You slapped me, uh, 
So let me, you don't have to follow me, but check out my stuff and, and maybe, yeah, if you want to do a collab, throw me a DM and, and I'm happy to uh, probably tell you it's too far for me to drive and I'm not doing it, but you never know. I was just going to say, I thought, I thought you were uh, busy on uh, <clears throat> November 19th, but I guess we're, you know, it's just too far to come. That, well, and that we, I do have other stuff on that weekend, but the 18th is the, the big sure, thing for that. And then the 19th, sure, yeah. And then, yes. You mean Jeff you got another thing going on that help. weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be lots of, of that this weekend, weekend with, uh, with uh, Michael Icon and Crazy Mike Cosplay, who are both in the channel today. We're going to be abusing our livers uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, I think Mike gets in the town at 8. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, it's just going to be, it's just a, it's a, we're probably going to start drinking at noon and it's going to be debauchery all day long, which, by the way, sir, we got to get you down here for the our little mini brewery tour and join us for mm -hmm. a day of, of debauchery. Yes, yes. So, definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yep. Uh, Chibi Barrett Cosplay is asking, what's this event? Uh, while we were talking earlier, uh, there's a Cosplay Alliance meetup in the distillery district, November 19th. Uh, is there a time yet? Uh, there is. I want to say one thirty or two thirty. One thirty or two thirty. Okay, well, uh, sometime in the afternoon. Send me a DM. Send me yeah. a DM. I'll add you into the group chat. We would love to have you. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of people there. Uh, are you coming into Toronto just for this event? Uh, yeah, I was coming into Toronto to visit a friend and mm. wanted to just kind of touch base and hang out with a bunch of people I met at Expo that I was too exhausted to hang out with. So, uh, yeah, there was a seat sale and I hopped on it and decided I was coming to Toronto and reached out to Cosplay Alliance and we decided that we should host a meetup together. So Perfect. So, Movember meetup hosted by Cosplay Alliance. Uh, it should be a good time. Uh, guys, thanks so much again. Uh, everybody watching, I mean, you know. Yeah, thanks for joining week. us, guys. Yeah, we love having you guys on board, even though we probably didn't get through to a lot of your comments this week. Uh, sometimes hard when we have somebody new on to get through all the comments, but hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking with us because we've still got some people that are listening in here. Uh, I think that's going to be it, though. Jane, Jeff, thanks again, guys. Thanks Make sure you're staying me, geeky. Guys. We'll see you next week.